Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Truma. With Parshas Truma, we begin the last part of the book of Shmos, five parshios devoted to the construction and the details of the sanctuary, the Mishkan, that was built in the desert, the traveling sanctuary. And let's understand something. Let's go back to the Ramban in his introduction to the book of Shmos. The book of Shmos, he tells us, is called the book of Geula, redemption. And while we could have thought that once we left Egypt and once we received the Torah at Sinai, we were, quote, redeemed physically and spiritually, The Torah is teaching us, says the Ramban, that no, not until we brought the Shekhinah, God's presence, literally into our midst. And Shekhinah from the word Shachay, neighbor, that look who moved in, literally, to our community. It was only at that time that we reached the stage of being Geulim, that we were finally redeemed. According to the Chinuch, there are three mitzvos in the book, in Parshas Truma, two positive and one restriction. The first positive mitzvah, 95, is the mitzvah to build a bayis Lashem, a house for God, the Mishkan, and the purpose of this Mishkan, the Chinuch follows his Rebbe, the Rambam, and tells us is one, to bring korbanos, number two, it be a place where all Israel gathers for the purpose of Aliyah the Regal, celebrating the three pilgrim festivals at the Mishkan. I'd like to share with you an interesting perspective of how to appreciate the Mishkan. Rav Soloveitchik, Sechet Sadek Levracha, suggested an interesting approach, and that is that Hashem is giving us the privilege to host Him. Now, Rav Soloveitchik suggested that what is Hachnosas Orachim? Literally, welcoming and tending to the needs of guests. So he turned to the second book of Kings, chapter 4, which is the Haftorah for Parshas Vayera. And there we are told that a righteous woman from the city of Shunam recognized, realized that the Navi, Elisha, was a holy man, a prophet of Hashem, and she said to her husband in verse 10 of chapter 4, let us make for him a attic and will place there Mita, a bed, Shulchan, a table, Kisei, a chair, 
a menorah, a light. And when he comes to our community, he will go there. So we see, pointed out the Rav, the true Hachnosas Orchim is comprised of these four elements. The bed, the table, the chair, and the menorah. And I'd like to follow in that direction and suggest that these four elements are found in the Mishkan. And once again, what is the Mishkan? His giving us the opportunity to host Him. So let's begin. What does the Mita, the bed, represent? So clearly, the first of the Caleb special furniture that was found in the Mishkan was the Aron, the Ark. Now the Ark represents the bed, which represents intimacy, because the Ark represents the intimacy between Hashem and the Jewish people. Atop the Ark, we are taught are the Kruvim, and the Kruvim, we know, our rabbis tell us, the word Kruv means a youngster, and the two Kruvim had wings that were extending upward, showing that man constantly has to rise, but the faces of the Kruvim were that of two young children, a boy and a girl. And the Kruvim were a means of gauging the closeness between Hashem and the Jewish people. Namely, when things were good, the Kruvim were hugging each other. When things unfortunately were not good, in the sense that we were not following His laws, and bringing him honor and credit, then the two Kruvim literally had their backs to each other. So one of the many miracles that took place in the Mikdash was the Kruvim as the barometer between God and the Jewish people, the level of intimacy between them. Moreover, what was in the Ark we, we know the Luchos, the Luchos, the tablets that the first set that Moshe unfortunately, well, I take that back, that Moshe broke, and the second set which Moshe brought the stones up to Hashem, but the Luchos are representative of the Torah, and the Zohar tells us that Kuchibricha, Hashem, Yisrael, the Jewish people, and Oraisa and the Torah are Chadhu. They are one. So again, the Ark represents the Mita, the bed, the intimacy and closeness between Hashem and the Jewish people. Next, after the Mita, comes the Shulchan, the table. And the table 
is that which we serve, the guest food. Here, clearly, Hashem doesn't need our food, but the Shulchan represents our giving to Him. As the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah 16a at the bottom, our giving Him enables Hashem to bestow bracha on the Jewish people. We provide for Him. In other words, for the Kohanim who ate the showbread, the showbread, the Lechem HaPanim, as found in this week's parsha, are to be before God, Tomid, constantly, baked fresh on Friday, placed on the Shulchan, Shabbos morning, they stayed fresh till the following Shabbos, and they were eaten at Shabbos afternoon, Shalashudas, Shalosh Seudos, by the Kohanim, half by the Kohanim who were leaving their tour of duty, having spent a week in the Beis Amigdash, serving in the Beis Amigdash, and the other half by the Kohanim coming in to the Beis Amigdash, starting their week of service. We, Hashem says to us, provide for me the low, 12 loaves, and I, in turn, will bless your sustenance and provide for the financial needs and support of the Jewish people. The next of the accoutrements in the Beis Amigdash was the Kisei, which we'll get back to in a moment, and then comes the menorah. The menorah represents not only, because after all, v'chila ora hutzorech, does God need our light? Certainly not, but the menorah represents wisdom, clarity, and this wisdom and clarity emanated from the Mishkan, from the Beis Hamigdash, whereby we know we are taught in Baha'u'llah, seven branches, the middle branch represents that of Torah, and the other six branches face the middle one, teaching us, says the Vilna Ga'un, that all wisdom emanates from the Torah. The Ramah quotes a Medrash whereby Plato, the philosopher, found Eliyohan, excuse me, Yirmiyahu Hanavi mourning for the first Besamigdash. So he comes to him and says, why are you crying over these Eitzim and Avonim, over these wood and stone, just a building? So Yermiyahu says to Plato, ask me some of your difficult 
philosophical issues. The philosopher does, and Yirmiyahu answers each one. And the philosopher is amazed. How did you get this wisdom? And he answers, the wisdom that I have comes from these Eitzim and Avonim. The Beis Hamikdash represents the foundation of ultimate wisdom which emanated therefrom. And finally, the Kisei. The Kisei represents the utilization, I'd like to suggest, the implementation, the practical usage of the Mishkat. Namely, you can't use the table without a chair. There's a functioning Mikdash, and the functioning Mikdash is followed and done through the Karbanos. So the chair represents the third of the Kalim found in the Heichal. There's the Menorah, there's the Shulchan, and there's the Mizbeach Hazav, as well as which incense was offered on each day. And finally, the outer Mizbeach, where Kabanos were brought. So together, once again, we have the privilege of hosting Hashem, and through these four Kalim, we maintain that special privilege of bringing his Shekhinah into our community. I'm just going to uh, conclude with a fascinating insight. As we began with the Rav, we'll end with the Rav. At the beginning of Parshas Vayera, the Torah says that Hashem appears to Avraham and he was sitting, Yoshev, outside his tent when Avraham sees the three men who we know were angels and what does he uh, attempt to do like any good host Avram wants to stand to greet his guests to greet the Shekhinah Rashi brings the teachings of our Chazal Hashem says to him sit you sit and you are a sign for future generations that what? That in your house, you are not the host. You are not the balabas in your house. Ultimately, I, says Hashem, I am the balabas. And therefore, you sit and the balabas stands. Wow. Once again, putting things in the right perspective. So just as the Jewish people were privileged to host Hashem through the Beis Amigdash, which is the source of meeting between Hashem and the entire nation, each and every one of us is to aspire that our personal homes should emulate the Beis Amigdash. As the Gemara says, for example, in Kedushan 31a, that if a child honors his parent, then God feels welcome in that home. 
And if unfortunately the child does not, Hashem says, I have to leave. I cannot rest my Shekhinah in such a home. The more Shalom Bayez we have in our home, the more we have respect for our parents and the elders, the more we're privileged to bring Hashem into our homes to fully implement the Asuli Mikdash, Vishachanti, and I will dwell not only in it, but more important, in them. Shabbat Shalom to all.